0: Okay, hey, it's time for another Nine Hertz podcast, and I'm here in Jay's bedroom. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> Jason Kerr uh, from Sheffield. Uh, a lot of you will know him from putting on gigs. You might have seen him behind a lot of bars in Sheffield, I guess. Yeah. Um, I yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, a lot of you will know him from Team Tour Promotions back in about, oh, about ten years ago now, isn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah. We started in 2005.
1: Yeah. Uh, September for the first weekend, and then. I suppose, like, really active only f- up until about 2009? Yeah, probably. that's probably about Eight, the nine. same
0: time as 9 Hertz was yeah, yeah. active on promoting stuff, because yeah. we did a lot of stuff together. Yeah, and, then, yeah. and then yeah.
1: I did. I did maybe up until about
0: 2012-13, like, the occasional show. Yeah. Like two or three a year, or maybe if that. Because I think it's like... We might have had this conversation before. It's like, when you start promoting gigs, it's very hard to stop. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Like is. You're on like a burnout phase, don't you, almost? Yeah. Or whatever. If you and know you're know like, do you know, know I've had enough, I'm not doing this again. And then your mates come through again, and you're just like, I might just put you on. I'll, yeah, yeah, this yeah. one-off, as a yeah, one-off. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And it just keeps going. Well, yeah, that's the similar with
1: the, like, obviously we've talked about a lot, because as looking through this big pile of CDs that... I've collected over the years. Well, <laughs> from those years basically. It's yeah. all come from yeah. those like four, five kind of years. Uh, but yeah, Tim Alwells, that was a that probably the last show, proper show that I put on really, I suppose. Mm. Uh, that I just did myself. Mm. And that was um yeah, he just contacted me and yeah, you know what, well, you know Tim, you know I a podcast He's done a podcast so. it, yeah, and there was yeah. this well there was I think at the time as well it was this band that I've met through working at the Sheaf, like he's saying well, about finding new iron bars, but working at the Sheaf, uh, that were like quite good and a bit folky and that lot. And uh, when he contacted me, I just, well, I'd been chatting to them at the time and I just thought, well, actually, yeah, they've got, they're, they're pulling a decent crowd and yeah. I just thought this could work. Yeah. And he was doing a thing with Ivanen, Johanna uh, Ivanen from
0: Finland. Right, okay. A, like a beautiful fucking character. Do you ever meet him? No, but I mean, he, he brings, people, Tim Holhaus like, brings, so much talent into the UK yeah. and and then tours with them relentlessly for like yeah. two weeks and then you never see them again but yeah, no, no I didn't see them but I mean he's brought over so many interesting people yeah, yeah. Um, one called Old Seed it, like sticks with me I don't know if you saw yeah. Old Seed I don't think I did but I think we've def- I
1: definitely we've talked about them in the past yeah. we've brought them before yeah. in the
0: past so yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's got a talent for like spotting people abroad and going yeah. hey come over to the UK and play mm, let's do a, a load throw, of pubs yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I would I will have missed some, but you know, for every person I've missed, I've probably seen about five or six with Tim. It's yeah, just yeah, 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 yeah. yeah he's it, that's a that's he's it. a magnet for really yeah, good yeah. folk stuff. So yeah, yeah, and I was just so softly spoken. It was quite <laughs> beautiful man. Yeah, it's always interesting whoever he brings over. But I mean, to, to paint listeners a little bit of a picture, we've literally <laughs> emptied a big plastic bag that Jay's got from yeah about 2004 ish well, to about yeah. 2008
1: between that between the, that period, oh, the other period we've been talking, we've we've kind of i suppose decided to base this show on when you were originally messaging i suppose yeah. 2004 to 2009 scene in sheffield yeah and yeah this covers a fairly wide spectrum of sheffield bands bands that toured with sheffield bands bands yeah. that you put on i put on other people put on um, it's like an archive, is Some mean? really cool <laughs> stuff, yeah. And there's, yeah. There's quite a few bits, obviously, because it's so close and we used to put a fair few bands on from there, but there is, I'd say, the most dominant other scene, other than the Sheffield scene, and this is probably the Leeds scene. Yeah. Like, you know, like um, with the Chicken Hawk stuff and um, all the other affiliates. I, mean, I suppose it's just like. I don't know Ryan like, and then you get Rona and all the other stuff that's kind of like affiliated so that yeah. also that kind of sucks in so a lot of leads I suppose, I'm, through, yeah, I suppose I'm saying leads but I think actually some of these things like the With Scissors triad and all that lot they're not actually bands I suppose I just affiliate it with Leeds because it was always mm. through like Ryan Knight, uh,
0: Rona and kind of Chicken Hawk yeah, yeah. Cause I mean we, we all kind of knew each other as well I think it's worth saying that like Jay did team tour promotions alongside me and Pete and a few others from Nine Hertz doing Nine Hertz gigs. Yeah, but we always used to attend each other's gigs. Yeah, and yeah. We did a lot of collaboration. Yeah, there was no,
1: there was no rivalry or bullshit no. kind of like scene divides or anything like that. Where it's like, you know, it was it was quite good, and we could kind of, you know, and that was good for both of us as well. I'd say to be successful in the being a DR operator, like you're obviously never doing it to make money, but to get people's to shows to be able to pay the bands what they should be paid and there's, there's a lot of times you have to them down but when you can it's good but like we done built a bit of a crowd, you built your crowd and then because we were crossing it over then our crowd, it. a bit of our crowd immigrated to you as well a bit and vice versa you know what I mean it, so yeah. it, was,
0: it was good. You, there was one time we <coughs> almost guaranteed that you'd see the same 30 to 40 faces yeah. at gigs and yes. I kind of miss that because it, yeah. nice. it, it was quite was nice fa- it was always a
1: family like it yeah, was yeah definitely it was and that tied in quite a lot for me with like kind of like moving to Sheffield um, not knowing anybody because I didn't because everybody just always presumes I'm either a local mm. like I'm from here or, yeah I always think that yeah or <laughs> um, or that uh, I came to uni here or whatever yeah whereas I didn't I just appeared one I day I just appeared <laughs> like, I moved to Sheffield <laughs> for nothing for uni or nothing just because my mum had moved here yeah I'd lost my job, decided to move here, and then was like, yeah, but like, corporation, if it wasn't for Corp and for these gigs, Yeah. Um. say what you want about corporation, but that, I met like my kind of Sheffield family through Corp, do you know what I mean, like yeah, going to the gigs there, yeah. the, like then then working there, and it was from starting working there, and then it was like, uh, it was I mean, it was Stocky that kind of coaxed me into it, because I was like really enjoying it, but I didn't know how to I didn't know how started, to be a tool yeah. in the scene and be helpful with it rather than just showing... OK, you're supporting the scene just by showing up to the shows and by buying the CDs and buying the T-shirts and all that kind of stuff. But Having a stake in it. I and wanted to, and, and not for any kind of like wanting to have kudos and walk around <laughs> and be like, you know, I'll put shows on, but it was just, I wanted it to do more because I loved it. I did, it was something I'd not been really... Like a little bit when I was living back home because you used to go to Nottingham a lot and see that kind of scene, but this is... Moving to Sheffield, the, the, you know... I. I we love it so much because it was our social media, yeah. our networking. Yeah. You know what I mean? It wasn't yeah. like when you just had MySpace and you didn't have smartphones. Not sound like when well, no, I was around. Right. You <laughs> know what I mean? But like it yeah. was our social media and our Instagram and our you know like CDs and T-shirts were kind of Instagramming away. way, yeah. You know, sharing off your art and what you're doing and stuff, and then the networking at the gigs
0: was your Facebook, I suppose, wasn't it? You know what I mean? And I think what what's worth saying as well is like there was a real talent pool as well. Yeah, there was like yeah. about five or six really yeah, good yeah. bands all, all together. Yeah. All playing shows together, all collaborating and all yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of co- depend on each other as well. It was yeah, really yeah, yeah. nice. Um, yeah. I mean I know scenes like this come up all the time. There's like there's there's probably groups in Sheffield right now that are doing the same thing. Yeah, definitely but it obviously it was unique to me and you yeah. and a lot of other people would yeah, still yeah. remember it. It now. was our
1: it was it was our time. You know yeah. sounds selfish
0: yeah. but it they're all and all the people, not just I don't mean
1: just us but it was our as a scene it was, yeah. our, it was our scene it was our the time Absolutely. wasn't it you know like and I'm really glad like, and, like that's a really good point because I think there was a, 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 a definitely a, a bit of quite a few years actually when we started quieting down a bit like Nine Earths Team Tall and mm. a couple of other people kind of quieting down at the same time as we were doing other stuff I mean Taz and Tam were Manful ones Man, just a Blinders Force and Carried On yeah. and West Street Live and everything but there was a bit of a quiet patch I think for
0: heavier stuff the heavier stuff yeah. and the
1: doom and the stoner and the mm. sludge and uh, even like like grindcore mm. um, uh, and like metalcore or even to a degree or like the harsher side of metalcore mm. not, many, not the right word but mm. like uh, uh, but then these guys have started coming back like and I think a lot of it I mean it, it's obvious I know we're being obvious here but like the holy spiders and the curricoma kind of thing and yeah. all the stuff that Joe and all them lot have done and what have here and um and then like uh, Harry with make he kind of covers like the math side of things and stuff. because yeah. you, you guys kind of like did we did that as well, but you guys were more kind of like doom, sludge, stoner, like yeah. Uh, we had hardcore, a hardcore grindcore. Yeah. Kind of thing a bit as well, but we we covered a bit of the math side of things as well. But you did have a few. You have a couple on there, like like with like with Vessels and stuff, though, and like yeah. Uh,
0: it's, yeah. Maybe I'm being maybe I'm being strange. A bit too I mean, harsh
1: there with that actually, but.
0: I think it was obviously me, me and Pete and Carey's tastes in in stoner and doom and heavy stuff, yeah, yeah, and we crossed over into a little bit of post rock, maybe now and yeah. again, but I think you guys were fully into the metal side and then yeah. the proggy stuff from there, yeah, yeah, and then that bleeded into sort of like the math and the, uh, the yeah. weirder stuff as well, yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. I think we are both kind of for, forward thinking in terms of yeah, like yeah, a- outside yeah. our immediate genres, but yeah, I yeah, mean. Yeah. I think the best thing about Team Tour were, were the weekenders. Like, yeah, big yeah, the bit sort of down two. in history really is a lot of yeah. people's favourite gigs in Sheffield. Yeah, the was, first like, two
1: definitely. Well, I mean, like another way I like uh, like meeting more people obviously by going to gig yourself, but obviously as well for like the networking side I've got a lot to thank. Um, as far as like finding new bands and going to other cities and stuff, but like just. Just bumming around with bands in vans and just going around with them like yeah. i'm not actually in the band row but fuck it, like <laughs> i've got a free weekend or a free couple of days and then just jumping in and doing that with did that mainly like a few times mainly with like um epinacus and, uh, and uh the miramar disaster uh, occasionally the humble hoax uh would go about with them to like these lead shows and stuff and other show manchester shows and
0: that would be how you would meet other meet ones yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So I mean, if we list a few a few bands from around that time, so obviously well, Miramar Disaster are the big one. Yeah. That sort of they almost transcended the the Sheffield that they were the Sheffield scene for a bit. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, some of the teams, all like the, the, so I, I would definitely put down to like Stocky being part of it and being in Miramar and his notoriety on the scene. Yeah. Being a corp DJ and everything, definitely our first few crowds for our gigs were definitely a lockdown, so they were just a lot because I wasn't really known at all as no one knew me at all really like you know so mm. a lot of it was oh well we'll go because it's a gig that Stocky's putting on and yeah. it, you know and, and uh, but then obviously it built it went mm. like then it was a, a trusted thing that went further than that after that but yeah yeah they definitely were
0: a big part like the, yeah big part of that definitely that thing, they're, then, they're then. almost like the central pillar and then everyone else knew them yeah, yeah. Know, no matter if they didn't know each other yeah 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 because I, I knew Stocky and and um Ian's like slow, slow-mo, slow-mo a yeah. few others, um, through Stocky's old band. Um, yeah, uh, Excel seems yes. super bummed. That's it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, with Big Psy <laughs> si, who went on to be in Flatlands and um, Podge. Podge, who went on to run Calculon, yeah, who yeah. we're gonna play a song from in a bit. Um, yeah, I mean it, it, it all goes in like, I was talking about this with um, Ross from uh, Rat the Magnificent and yeah. Brenda yeah. might be playing a mm-hmm. Brenda yeah. track yeah. later on. Yeah. I think we should. I think no, no, without I know, a doubt. Another Brenda track. Without a
1: doubt. Yeah. And like, um, I think as well, like um, Brenda were really big on our scene, even though they weren't, they were almost an honorary Sheffield band to a degree. That's okay, what are okay. saying. Yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. <laughs> Obviously, they didn't, but they, they, they. I think they they just loved our scene. I don't think they and they should have done because they're amazing but they're one of those bands man, where i always just think
2: how oh, don't they, get me wrong yeah, yeah.
1: i'm not saying they're necessarily similar and stuff but i always think was like see so many bands and stuff which i feel bands that have made it that uh, well not made it but made it's not i hate that word but it's
0: become popular or
1: doing well off it that are amazing but and then it, you just see other bands that don't it it's sometimes you're like how have they but they haven't I think it's Yeah. That is definitely it, but it is yeah. it's it's that is the sad side of the of the industry as well
0: though. Yeah. But I mean, um, every time Brenda played Sheffield they blew everyone away yeah, and, yeah. and people still talk yeah. if you mention that name to people. Yeah, yeah. I mean I, I mentioned it to my girlfriend Linda the other day and, and she was like, oh, I remember Brenda, yeah, they were yeah, fantastic, that yeah, guy's yeah, voice. I was like, Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: And they they were that they were one of those bands that like it didn't matter what your roots were in, or whether you were like I hate the stereotypes, but um, whether you were a metalhead or a punk or yeah. hardcore or into doom or into drone or into shoegaze or into uh, post rock or anything you're into, like you would love it. And like, I mean, not saying it should be an age thing, but really it like my mum loves Brenda. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, like they like you know, she loves it. she
0: loves that. She loves yeah, that. I think that's the thing as well. We we often welcomed in bands to the scene that then came back time and time again. Yeah, I mean because.
1: Of how we treat them, I think. Yeah. I think we did have a thing. Definitely, Nine hertz and us had a definite thing of like, let's look after these guys. They're
0: part of our social group now. Yeah, as well, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're going to pay Castro Troy to begin with. Like, I'm still really good friends with Clarkey and mm. uh, Mark Finney, um, who were in that band. and I still see some of them uh, now and again, and yeah, that's just like mm. a lifelong kind of friendship now. I think it's even though yeah, yeah. I don't see them very often, it's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just from just from playing some gigs together yeah. and yeah, you know. same with the
1: Brenda guys. That's yeah. it. I mean, we don't we don't see them half as much as you see like close friends Sheffield, but they are just the same. Yeah. Uh, like uh, like we were saying earlier, when we got talking about the show that you did with Rosh yesterday, it can it won't go much more than like three to four, maybe six weeks at the most, where there's not like a Facebook comment or a little like, oh, have you heard this band or just a bit of chat. We're always in like contact mm. to a degree. I'd say definitely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, top blokes. I've got so much time for all of them.
0: Yeah, I mean, he said, um, the uh, Diagram, those guys from that uh, era, yeah. they
1: kind of, for us, they're, they're, they're almost the same. Well, not the same, but they're very different, but they're the same group,
0: yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, we, uh, the last Flatlands tour, I think, we went down to Bournemouth, and uh, guys from the Diagram put us on, and then, yeah, some guys from Brenda were there as well, and it was like, yeah, 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 family, you know, just yeah, yeah, like yeah, family yeah, again, yeah. it's great,
1: yeah, yeah, down the. um kind of do a similar thing to what we were doing I suppose the line right I the team over t- down, down in, in what's
0: that venue called now I never went but uh, they always used to do gigs there I've no idea I uh, mean Christ. But, yeah, we, we first met all the, those I was saying yesterday we first met Sunshine Republic and then in essence Brenda in Southampton right. oh, Sunshine Republic so, as well yeah, yeah we know. talked about them yesterday because obviously Perry's in a yeah, lot in of bands uh, uh, he's in Raptor yeah and he does his own solo stuff as well yeah so. right. yeah um, yeah I mean again like I was saying yesterday it, all these lines kind of diverge all yeah. these people know each other or are in bands with each other yeah, still yeah, yeah. and it, it's quite nice sorry to I'm, just,
1: I'm just I'm chortling to myself just thinking of some of the stupid stuff
0: that uh, like just Harry is just amazing yeah <laughs> sorry I <don't> like <laughs> yeah get, I ought yeah. to yeah. uh, do one with him to be honest because he's, he's an interesting guy he's got he's really good a very, yeah taste he well. should he
1: is yeah. and he's another guy as well that's always like Every now and again, out I, 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 at the blue, sometimes I'll just get like a message from him. Like, How are you going, mm. uh, we'll talk about a band, or I'll be like, "Oh, have you heard of this platform? Or have you seen these guys doing this?" Or we'll, you know, he's he's a he's a top light bloke but yeah, just some of the some of the uh, some of the pictures of those guys sometimes, you know, <laughs> like, some of the gigs man like. Definitely. That one uh That oh, one. <laughs> the one in King um, Lincoln that they did by the clarinet player yeah uh, and yeah. <laughs> uh, is it Sarge that used to be the guy that run yeah. that place and he nearly yeah, yeah, he yeah. still
0: talks about that now. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he goes don't he goes don't mention that band name yeah, to yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, shall we say what,
1: what they did or shall we just go if you
0: know you know, <laughs> like, I, don't yeah, know. know. <laughs> like, I think it involved a kitchen and being naked or something. It wasn't so. the
1: kitchen, didn't he start like basically he was that fucked? He was like sat down in the middle of the stage and pretty much started masturbating. Yeah, I think, I think, I I think he started
0: wandering into the back of the, back of the kitchen because oh, well, was. so. oh, right. I wasn't there,
1: it's just all stories, so I got a lot of mixed. I I wasn't there either,
0: but I remember the next day they played Sheffield and they pretty much were all hung over I talked about this yesterday but um, their singer did press ups for the whole gig remember that? yeah
1: yeah and also (laughs) can you remember and I was only about half a metre away from this but um, their singer turned because they were all just wearing underpants weren't they and um, their singer uh, just turned round and like just fully Bent over and just did a like a fucking chocolate starfish salute <laughs> to the entire crowd. Man, there was nothing hidden. <laughs> you know, and I was like, <laughs> like, literally, just... obviously Casbah, gigs. There was no divide between the, you know, yeah, the bands it, was, and the, it was a big know, floor, wasn't, wasn't it? So, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> So I mean, Castatro, we'll we'll play a song from Castatro because they're very interesting as a yeah. band. Um, I guess this. It's hardcore but it's very sort of grind influenced on this one, it's very very fast, it's almost about a minute long. Short, fast tunes. This album they did with Podge's label uh, Calculon Records, if anyone's listening then you should probably check out Calculon's site because they did some great releases. I think Podge ended that label quite a while ago so I think he might have some stock left but um, this was because he just loved the band and he was like right I definitely want to put this out they were over the moon to get it out and yes yeah, it's, it's really really good so yeah, are we going to play the first track from it?
1: Uh, can do but it's like we were saying before, like <laughs> you could play like any song off it and alright um, like oh it would be quite a big interlude but I suppose it would be only the same as someone deciding to pick a big long doom or post rock tune or something wouldn't it but you could probably play the entire album, that's probably not a good idea but I don't know, uh, yeah the first one if you want then, unless you think a different one but like I say it
0: could literally be any We'll play this first one. Yeah, I think um, it's called "Love I'm So Tired." I mean, I've got memories of this um, being played in Coventry. Yeah. Um, and I think it had come out a few days before. Yeah. On MySpace, so this is dating it. Yeah, yeah. myspace.com. MySpace dot com. So this was out in two thousand and six. That's about right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and yeah. I remember it's only a minute long, so like I, I sort of learned the words, and I shouted the words back to Mark. And he just looked so shocked that someone knew the words to yeah, yeah, so yeah, someone yeah. he's like dumbfounded. Yeah, yeah. It was like brilliant, brilliant yeah, moment yeah, yeah, that yeah, I got yeah, in my head yeah. just for they're, years ago. Uh, They're all top guys as well. Yeah, definitely. And mm-hmm. they're always really welcoming to yeah. Miramar Flatlands, mild Band, and Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were
1: kind of another, I suppose, similar to Brenda at least at the, the start I would say, of that um thing where they would come a lot and just be like you know, welcomed and they've no loads of people here. You know, they were like almost like another little Honorary Sheffield band, I'd say, Definitely. to a degree, as well, yeah. aren't they? Yeah, they love Sheffield. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Clarky actually lived in Sheffield. Yeah, right yeah, they lived so. there. Tom lived <laughs> there for, it for a, a while, yeah. Yeah, they shared that flat together, didn't you yeah. Know, like, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Let's take a listen then. Cast of Troy. Um we are gonna play a Brenda track uh, track actually aren't we, so um Yeah. This one's called Subrosa. Um it's it's really strange talking to you about Brenda today, having yeah. seen uh, talked to um Ross yesterday. Yeah. Um what got, I'll go back to it's like band's feeling at home in Sheffield, I think, was because there wasn't any bullshit
1: no. around it no. as well. So Yeah, we were honest with everything. There was no, like, I mean, you hear so many kind of, uh, sorry to put it in there, but like, you hear so many horror stories from bands, don't you? Yeah. Of the way they get treated by yeah. Yeah. some of the other like, DIY promoters. Uh, well, for one the other DIY, but, you know, like, small-time yeah. promoters, I yeah. suppose, you know, really
0: underground. Just, yeah. I think we always had the understanding that they'd be looked after, there would be a place to stay. There'd yeah. probably be a bit of a party afterwards. Sort of yeah, thing, yeah. So. Yeah, that's what I liked about it. I yeah, mean, yeah. I really miss myself. I really miss having bands to stay over. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't know how many you had. To stay Yeah, over, we had quite
1: a few. It was great, and occasionally, um, put the odd band up for slow mo sometimes as well. I know um, Dave and Jen used to do that quite a lot in the, their student house that they had up on yeah. City Road, I think,
0: didn't they? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I had some. Um, Unfortunate house guests, but I had some amazing ones as well. Like, yeah, um, oh, yeah, I think that sort of like cements friendships as well. Yeah, but like, um, I think I once had three bands staying cause I had a six bedroom flat at one point, yeah, yeah, with all my mates. And uh, one summer I was there on my own, uh, um, so I had you know five bedrooms and yeah. a massive living room for people to stay in. It's yeah, just yeah, like. Yeah. Is is that the Bank same hotels. place? Sorry,
1: is that the same place? I remember I never went to any of these. It was before we met. But what, is that the place where you you, didn't, you do a few uh, like house gigs or living room gigs as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah
0: that was about two thousand and five or six. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we had uh, Miramar play. We yeah, had Red yeah. Stars Parade play. Yeah, yeah. Um, a de- some death metal band came and played with a massive framed. You know, like when the huge. Drug one hits. man in his blunderbuss yeah. style, you know, huge scaffolding guys. basically yeah. in in a living room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some amazing. One man in his shows, yeah. You need to play one of their tunes. Like yeah, you know, that was another band. Or well, they they were never happy with their recording, were they? No, yeah, they, they were never happy with anything.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, no, I did. That's uh, if they hear this, so they they know how that that won't sound bad. No, like, no I think they'll understand because they're um, <laughs> they're all great. Uh, um, Eddie, loads of time for Eddie, loads of time for Adam mm. and uh, and Matt, uh, yeah. otherwise known as Buggerer, yeah, <laughs> the drummer. <laughs> Fantastic band though. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah really, um, pinpoint, precision, grindy stuff, wasn't it? But just like yeah. such a good drummer. A um, lot of emotion in it yeah. for a grindcore band. Yeah. Like, uh, or yeah.
1: for if that's how you. I don't know. Like, I think there were more than a grindcore. there were a grindcore band, but they were definitely more than a grindcore band. It wasn't just uh, let's um basically do push-ups on stage for ten minutes and <laughs> see how many notes we can play in a second. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean I used to heckle sometimes watching Grand Cold going and they'd finish a the track and I'd go, play it again. Yeah. And it'd be like, if you can't play it twice, it was not it's not a track there's loads of time I mean I'm not a guitarist but loads of the times and even mates the guitarist that I've touched, to, would like, there's
0: no way you knew was playing there is there. <laughs> like <you laughs> know, it's <laughs> just <laughs> like <laughs> it was like, really complex. It was almost yeah, like yeah. Um, the mashugar style of um, discipline. Mm. But... Eddie was a machine. Fast. Eddie was a <laughs> Very machine. Very fast. And, and watching him, that is definitely what I was just
1: saying then about some of, some grindcore bands like that. that was definitely never the case. Mm. Eddie, it was...
0: Perfect every time, and yeah. if it wasn't, he knew because he'd be sulking after that. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> I have yeah. right. I mean, seen him play in other bands since, and he's the same with them as well. Yeah, so, yeah, like, yeah. you go, Oh, that was amazing! He goes, No, it wasn't. No, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. No way, yeah, yeah. And you're like, Come on,
1: yeah. Everybody would be buzzing at a Blunderbush show, like, Fuck, oh, that was amazing. Everybody would be like, Really buzzing afterwards and talking about it. You go, Ah, oh, man, that was like a right, right, good show. That was the same with Adam. I mean, yeah. that was, like, and that individually, right. though, they would always be like. Yeah, all right, it was alright, were it? Yeah. Can you know, yeah. I like, okay, just turn roof off?
0: You know what I mean? Like you know like I think one of the best shows I saw they I think they played with brutal truth at court. I think I unfortunately missed that when I was going to it was work, I think, or something. But Charles then that's <laughs> <laughs> it. Couldn't make every gig. I don't think at that time it was very hard to make every single gig. Yeah. You'd, yeah you wouldn't be able yeah. to actually sleep or. Yeah, you'd be going to. Whatever, uh, so.
1: Almost a gig every night. Mm. Right. Or, or at least four or five times a week. You'd be getting, like, nights a week, you'd be, be going to a gig.
0: The, there gig was a week. summer. I mean, we ought to mention the cricketers' arms. I mean, that's yeah. that's a real yeah. important yeah, yeah. part of our story, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Here. Because. The Cricketer's Arms just to explain is like it's still there it's a pub on Bramwell Lane which is where Sheffield United play and it's a Sheffield United pub it's it's red and white it's like through and through your carling match day kind of yeah 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 definitely without a doubt it's very rough on a match day Um, I imagine it's empty most of the time now yeah Uh, and basically they had a tiny function room upstairs it was used by punks and noise people at one point and I remember going to nearly a show a day for about three or four weeks when I <laughs> first discovered it because it was like yeah yeah it was usually about you know either free or three quid to get in these yeah, shows yeah, yeah. and I just said to the landlady oh like how how do I get to put gigs on she was just just ask yeah just ask so yeah. um but and we like we were talking
1: about her again and I think this is definitely a good point to talk about her just a little bit cause I don't think we know loads about her but we you know enough and like. That wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for her. Like, and yeah. I mean, and I know that's obvious. You can say that for anyone, else, yeah. but she was like an old school punk, wasn't she? Like from
0: yeah, she like, was into Crass and yeah, and all yeah, that yeah sort of stuff, that, So she knew what we She's that late seventies, early eighties mm-hmm. kind of mid to mid eighties vaccine, scene, isn't she? Like, I mean, I'm sure that the punks that were putting on gigs there will probably claim it was their pub for a while. But yeah, obviously, yeah. like, we put on nine hertz gigs there. We put on Team Tour gigs yeah, yeah. there. We did a weekend. We did a an all day. Um, this is the one that Did we... Together, the only show, yeah. The only show we collaborated on, yeah, really, yeah, like yeah, properly. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah. It was The
1: first time and only time that the Casbar Bar had uh, Upstairs Downstairs gig. They, they, they ever, have they ever done any? other karaoke and stuff for the kind of more regulars? And the no, um, I don't think so. That. I don't think they'd ever actually put uh, bands on down there.
0: But that sort of, of says that. how many bands yeah, we were yeah. putting on at the time. Yeah. We had enough to fill an all-day where yeah, you could yeah. literally put on half an hour immediately. Yeah, yeah, followed yeah. by half an hour in the other room, Yes. Yeah, you know, it, um, it, um, and
1: it was an assault as well because it was literally <laughs> while one band was setting up another band was playing so you had yeah. literally like about a, maybe a 2-3 minute window yeah. maybe 5 minutes most between bands unless there was a band that was put on that was maybe like you know a 15 minute set grandcore band
0: or something yeah. you know what I mean or something that, you yeah. Know, you'd, but yeah um, sorry I'm but that one was particularly good um, in terms of um, styles clashing and everything because yeah, yeah. <coughs> the the team told Nine Hertz all day we had sort of bands like Vessels who are now massive, and yeah. headlining uh, a festival. Harry's doing so. Yeah, 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 yeah. Play Arc Tangent. Yeah, and sort yeah, of yeah,
1: Mike reckons I've got something that's eBayable I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> there's a
0: there's a demo CD here yeah. sitting here, a Vessels CD, and I I presume if you go on Discogs, I imagine that's worth quite a bit now because yeah, it's they're they're like, sort of. They're signed to a massive label now. Yeah, yeah. This is when they were a bit more just guitar releasing based. themselves. Yeah. It wasn't even done by a small distro company or anything yeah. like
1: that. It's just themselves, and it's like five. Yeah, just a five track. Probably, I'd, I imagine those like not being. Imagine those Brussels fans. Uh, but um, I, I imagine a lot of people that know of them now probably haven't even probably heard these tracks. Aren't on. Yeah. Yeah. Media or I imagine their styles
0: changed quite a lot as yeah. well, because they're more kind of, They went a bit dance music, they electronic were, yeah. inspired as well, didn't they? they so. were more
1: post rock, kind yeah. of like on the similar vein to kind of bands like Brenda and stuff, I suppose, yeah, to a degree.
0: Definitely. In the in yeah. the, in the But I remember that gig clearly because I mean Vessels played, Hey Colossus played, Sunshine Public played, Flatlands. Yeah, I'm, all what sorts.
1: I'm, what I've been trying to do while we've been talking is I think I've got a load of old posters. Oh, from right, okay. uh, back in the day, and, uh, and
0: team tall flyers and
1: yeah, and oh. I've got a feeling no, that's not one we've got. Uh, no, let just that no, we've got that bill maybe somewhere. <laughs> team tall flyers, team tall Flyers. Like, yeah. ah yeah, I can see it. it's yeah, that. blue it's
0: that, one. Yeah, because you so made that. You made
2: that. I remember. So it. yeah,
0: we, we used to steal old artwork and like present it as our own because yeah. you know. Yeah, so we're just looking at this. So there's a lot of Sheffield bands on here, but there's a, a lot of um, stuff that people recognise, you know, just so, leads and everything. So there's Chicken Hawk, Hay Colossus, Vessels, Secret M from Coventry, who were brilliant, sort of like post metal. Uh, ISIS style. Yeah, know, kind of. They were stuff. label buddies with Miramar and Undergroup as well, weren't they? They were. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's how yeah. we got that. Comp- that that's thing, so. that's a band that just disappeared after that. Yeah. Um, but they were fantastic. They were sort of almost like hailed as a new UK kind of force. I think mm. Secret M. Um Yeah, fantastic band. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sunshine Public, who we've mentioned, and then like there's some names here that that. Are Sheffield bands that are long gone. Calf by Calf used to play the yeah. grifters nearly all the time. They
1: were great as well. If no one has ever seen them before know they yeah. like they were like a two piece just really heavily well bass and, and drums and it was it was awesome.
0: Yeah, and uh, that was a time when two pieces weren't very common. No. Um no, there was a big like wave of them after about yeah. that time. Yeah, I yeah. I don't, yeah if, I, don't
1: if, I don't know if I don't if you remember Above Us the Waves being like another guy who's always been about on the scene and kind of floating about, um, but uh Laurie, Laurie Lee All Park is Above Us the Ways. One of his rare, well, the, the first band I knew I mean I think he would have only if apologize uh, so, sorry sorry Laurie if I've got it wrong, but I'm guess you're only about nineteen, twenty maybe, twenty one at the oldest maybe when you when he was doing that. Mm. I think and, uh, and he's been all sorts of stuff now he's, he did uh, he played in Babanaga for a bit he's done H- he did H- he was well he's in
0: H- or was in H- yeah, H- H- he's still. yeah down? I think so Yeah, he's in a, a few bands now isn't he <coughs> uh, he's on um, Facebook and he's always talking about other stuff he's recording yeah yeah so I don't really know him very well but um I remember his band that he had before that called Neo Tokyo oh I, I did as well. Right. I, oh, I th- right I think he was in that right. and they were like I think he'll probably agree they were kind of like art schooly, kind of very avant-garde right. odd screamy stuff yeah. but they'd pepper it with noise and stuff so the yeah, yeah, first yeah. time I saw them was in the Grapes which yeah. is another venue that's gone but is still yeah, yeah. there as a pub um, and they had TV screens just tuned to static Yeah, yeah. and they'd take like two or three Minutes of static and then just play a really quick song. go back to that that was probably before. I think that's his band, but you know, depths of time. This we're talking two thousand three or four here. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah,
0: yeah. Mm. There's other bands on there that you know I remember playing quite a lot. So Crystal Teeth Heart were another one. Great. Um, but But yeah, I just remember that day being very um, full of energy and, you know amazing Uh, atmosphere.
1: Yeah and Crystal Theatre were quite unique I mean obviously with their music um, as well but um, I think they were bass driven as well, wasn't it? Two bassists and a drummer It was, yeah. And one of the the bassists sang, Hmm. Um, Danny I think and Chris on the other bass and then Chris's brother Alan drums. Uh, This
0: is a Sheffield love in this this poster basically. Yeah they were great as well
1: and I used to Chris uh, especially you know really well because I do used to do He's got his own little like, garden maintenance thing that he does and for about a year or two I used to go and do it cashing <coughs> <coughs> on stuff <laughs> occasionally like, uh, that's on day. record now Jake. Yeah, yeah.
0: but yeah I mean there's, I, I'm pretty sure some of the Brenda guys were actually at this gig as well so yeah, yeah it just kind of all, all these lineups will probably spark memories and, and little stories that, that will um, probably bore people to death with on this, but yeah. who cares, you so know. yeah, sorry. <laughs>
1: We try and explain little bits as we go if it's That's stuff it. that like people are like, shit, these guys are just having like an in the no fucking with each other. They <laughs> like, should just be at the pub of a pint, not in front That's of the it, microphone. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Crush and Burn as well. Crush that was Burn. It. that
0: was That's three. a whole other story, isn't it? Yeah, I mean. a whole of the stories. We yeah. yeah, I mean we were putting on so. This is a good sign as well. I mean, yeah. We were putting on so many gigs at the time that we'd often say yes to out-of-town bands at the last minute, and then go, "Oh, we've run out of bands to actually put on with this band." Yeah. Um, and so the thing we used to do was there was a, almost a, a collective of about thirty people that we could draw on. Yeah. From which various tells bands. you of the pool of talent that was in Sheffield as well, which yeah. helped with the scene being so good at that time. And, and what it was that we had a rule for it, um, so it was me, stocky, you, and. Well, I only actually ever did one in the um, end, yeah, and it idea. was terrible. But like, yeah. <laughs> no, I was terrible. The rest wasn't. Or. But yeah, it was like basically we had a rule that you could only practice once the night before the gig. Yeah. And it was we got together a drummer, a bassist, a few guitarists, a few singers. Yeah, yeah. Practiced one or two riffs the night before, very sort of stoner doom. Uh, he, Aaron on the side of doom. Did
1: you do one once where you um, read from some kind of like old school recipe book or something? I found else.
0: a book in the bar downstairs, yeah, yeah. and I pretended it was a religious text, I think. Yeah, yeah. But wasn't there a bit where it was like just telling me, like, explaining how to boil an egg or something yeah. ridiculous like that yeah, or something? So. <laughs> yeah. Something. So it was, it was very strange, like, I think that was at the uh, Dinar bar with... And was I, I was singing with slow mo actually. Was that
1: on the first weekend?
0: Possibly, yeah. Okay. So, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, we had some great yeah. ones. We had some pretty awful ones that yeah, went yeah. very badly. But for the most part, people were like, were like, 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 I can't believe you, you're oh, not a band. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, some
1: of the uh, out of town bands that had come and be like, "Fucking hell, oh, shit up!" long have you guys been? Yeah. doing? like, whatever, like well, not to me? But to Last guys. night, sort of thing. Yeah, like, yeah. oh, we did this. Uh, we, yeah, we, yeah, we, we did
0: this. I mean I remember playing this one in particular. Um I I think I did vocals for this one at the, yeah, yeah. that we're talking about at the Cricketers. And I didn't know that the drummer was from Humble Hoax. Yes. And I didn't um, I didn't know him. I didn't know his name. I said hello to him as we got on stage. Yeah. I hadn't even been to the practice the night. Was before. it when it was Martin or Ed. it was a young guy, I still don't know his name. Sculine, I have talked like, to him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, So it was yeah. an Ed, Ed. was already in the band by that point. Then. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I, I, <laughs> I, didn't know him. Yeah, I've been in a band with this guy. Yeah, <laughs> I, I didn't talk to him after. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah. that was what was beautiful about that, and it was always fun getting together the night before. We, it usually ended up with going to the pub as well. So. Mm. Great yeah. bonding exercise yeah, with, yeah, <laughs> with yeah, 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 of people yeah. in Sheffield as
1: yeah, well. Yeah. Well, I remember the and I can't even remember when it was from or, or what it was at, but I remember doing that um, the one that I did do, which was terrible. I was just really really drunk. It was when you could still smoke inside, so I was like stopping occasionally to roll a cigarette while everybody else <laughs> was like playing, and then the. I don't know if it might remember it, because there was that mic going around that night that just kept on shocking people. Oh, yes. Um, yeah. uh, when they were putting it up to the mouth, because it had like, this little rust. it was just a really battered uh, 58, the, yeah. you know, and then, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it was like, the <laughs> like, so, yeah, And like, you got that microphone. I, I, yeah, and I got yeah. it, and, and it was just, you're, you're there, like, a, like, a, yeah, <laughs> a bit like... I'm a bit scared of this mic. Yeah, I'm like, I'm a, like... Like
2: you've got a cattle prod for for a mic. I
0: I think that microphone made an appearance at another gig because there's a band called End of Level Boss. Yeah, Um, shit, they were good. Yeah, this guy called Harry, who was in a band called Hangnail years ago, like stoner band. Mm. Um, And End of Level Boss were a bit more proggy. And I remember him just screaming, like halfway through a song, just going, What the hell? What, what is going on? <laughs> and, you know, it wasn't doing it to anyone else, just him. Yeah. So we, we thought we'd got rid of that. And I think it made another appearance at that gig that you got shocked at. So, yeah, yeah there was like a, a dodgy PA system that I bought uh, a struggle, years yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah, and I think I sold it to you in the end. I think you've still got it somewhere. You must have sold it. Didn't yeah, but we, huge blue speakers ended up with someone it
1: might have just got given away yeah. or left it like um, that maybe got... that we maybe took it to yeah, I did and you're right but I've forgotten all of that
0: <laughs> <I remember laughs> even, so like, the well, speakers are somewhere in the ether Yeah, but, yeah, 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 yeah. They, they they sort of powered a lot of gigs it in, might, in I might Lincolnshire be wrong, and South York but it
1: but. might have emigrated to uh, Marcus uh, as in Marcus from Dionysus and that and of you
0: it'd be so weird to walk into a gig and just see those again just yeah, <laughs> they were great. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Anyway, well, I think we've digressed a little bit. Yeah, we were going to play a, a Brenda song. Brenda so I, I think yeah, if we just listen to this Brenda song, yeah, um, it's, uh, yeah. carry on talking absolute rubbish after. Yeah, yeah.
1: it's uh, Sub
0: Rosa. so um, normally with a podcast we kind of talk about each track in turn and it's about like oh, what's influenced you and everything be- yeah, because we talk about being promoters and, and you know our memories of Sheffield yeah, yeah, yeah. it's quite interesting so what we're doing is almost like mentioning a, a band and then we'll, we'll see where it goes from there so this next band we're going to play they were fantastic and I, I'm gutted that they went away to be honest because I thought they were fantastic and they, they had loads of potential um, The Humble Hoax yeah, um, and band. loads of people will awesome. know Barker, Matt and all the rest of them. Waywards of Energy. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just been a really good live band and, yeah, kind of metalcore style, yeah. you know, style. Yeah, but there's
1: like... lots of influences there, I think like, bits of converge to a degree on some of the riffs. Definitely. Like, um, uh, probably even a little bit influenced. influence, like, they might hate me for saying it, but there's maybe a bit of even Miramar. Yeah. Influence in yeah. it as well. So some, sort of some of the later stuff definitely like yeah, it crept in, didn't it? Yeah, that, yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. Style yeah, 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 but like yeah. more through and it, 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 more so it probably sounded like Mir- cause Miramar were very influenced by similar bands to them. Yeah, even though they were both very kind of almost different bands to a, to a degree. Yeah, um, like yeah, uh, a bit of even maybe tinges of like neurosis in some of the later stuff that Hoax did. Yeah. This song we're gonna play now's not really got any of that kind of well bit. But um, the, some of the latest stuff definitely got a, a bit more, say,
0: proggy for want of a better word, didn't it? Yeah. You know I mean? or, yeah, more more introspective. Yeah, and lo- yeah. Lots of um, cleaner bits like yeah, filling yeah. out the metal core yeah, yeah, style. Yeah. Yeah. So this one, we we just listened to this um, just to sort of reminisce, really. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it was yeah, it's, it sort of sounds very of, of its time, but it still yeah, yeah. stands up. quite Yeah, well. it's great. It's well captured as well. Yeah. Like I like literally listened
1: to it. Like when I was trying to think of stuff and digging through this bag after Mike had asked me to do the podcast, i to listen to it and like I had to message Mark and just say bloody Alison and like S A B C yeah, uh, not S A B C that's bloody and bloody clothing coming. S B C that track stuck in my head for like yeah. four days after like
0: yeah. cause I had listened through the comp uh, yeah yeah I think that's that's something to mention as well like we. Whenever you did a team tour weekend, I think there was two or three of them, wasn't there? The yeah, time. we the
1: third, Yeah, we did two. The first two were the kind of. I don't know why I'm bringing this up. But the first two were like more, and then the, the more. Can't be what J. Uh, the uh, busier ones, if you know what I mean, or the better attended ones, and then yeah. the third one for some reason was just not as good. Of, I think. I yeah. don't remember
0: the third one. Yeah, I remember. I remember the one in the DNR bar, which was um, really hot. Really hot, yeah. Day. That first one was ridiculous, and these it, it were
1: big glass windows. It was like being in a greenhouse, weren't it? You couldn't it, get bond.
0: in for Rollo Tomasi, you couldn't actually no, get into No, 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 it was that full, yeah. Um, and then the second one was the Casbar downstairs, and started doing stuff there, yeah. And then the third one, where did you do that? Casbar again, Casbar again, yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, that those two first two weekends are sort of like. They stick in your head. But what Jay used to do was um, make compilation CDs for them as well. So yeah. this is a sort of a time when CDs were still a thing. Yeah. Um, and still popular Definitely. to give away. And there wasn't really much,
1: uh, like, of a, like, like, I'm not, not saying that you could put it on that, but, like, like there was no Spotify or, like, was, was iTunes? iTunes would have been there, but, but I think... But it wasn't as easy accessible, was it? Cause no. You on your computer, but you couldn't have it like on your
0: phone or that, or whatever. Could you? Or no, so I mean, yeah, everyone yeah. who went through the door could pick up this yeah. free copy of a CDR yeah, with yeah, yeah. all the band's details on it and everything. Yeah, it's yeah. quite funny. We, we've just been looking for all these old CDs here, and um, a lot of them have MySpace yeah. um, pages on. It'd be interesting to see how many still actually still exist. There. Yeah, um, but it was great. I mean, I was saying earlier. Um, it was a great communication tool for bands, and I, I feel like I, I think I've heard a few podcasts say this recently where it was very musician oriented. It and was good for bands. There's yeah. nothing really that's replaced it. I
1: think it was cool that little thing that you had on MySpace where you could have like a, a track on your page. Mm. So you could have like, and loads of bands would have like their latest tune or their most popular tune when they played live or so like yeah. doing stuff on there. Yeah. Um, but I also remember that being a really funny thing because sometimes you would be up maybe late at night just. Procrastinating, and then you'd be looking through MySpace pages, and everybody else is in bed, and then you f- you forget to speak really loud. You flick on someone's page, and suddenly like <laughs> <laughs> like bangs straight into a really heavy like, <laughs> metal tune or whatever. Like, yeah, be, like, yeah, like,
0: even mental. worse going on to someone's page, and they had a one of their favourite songs just auto played, and it was like some yeah, terrible yeah. music. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah, just going on personal profiles. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but obviously that became a bit blurred, and now we're we ended up with like segregated stuff, like Facebook for social stuff and photos, and then yeah, like yeah. Bandcamp and yeah, whatever you yeah, yeah yeah choose to use. There's about yeah. a million different and ways to get this podcast. You all of them, don't they? Basically, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You sort of spread yourself across all these <coughs> things because someone might use one and not the other. So. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, uh, I think we gathered a lot of bands from MySpace. Yeah, as definitely. well. You know. Definitely. Um, I love how we're talking about MySpace and we're talking about the Humble Hoax because they were almost like a MySpace band. Like you can actually like place them into that genre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it, of that it, time. It fits the time. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. definitely, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. quite missed that because you know, there were a lot of bands that sounded like this at the time, but I think Humble Hoax had something about them that kind of separated them from the fashionable kind definitely, of stuff.
1: Definitely, and it was all those uh, more kind of. Doomier for one of the better mm. words, or like in Stoner and like uh, hardcore cause also another band that I forgot to mention that I think is really influencing is like uh and I know Mark will definitely agree with this, maybe the rest of the band might not, uh, I don't know, but um Norma Jean, like he's a big oh, uh, definitely, like yeah. big Norma Jean yeah. fan, do you know what I mean? And um
0: Well Castro Troy are big fans of them as well. Yeah, yeah, you know, um that that relentless riffing kind of thing and you know, brutal kind of but like, beat yeah beatdowns but like you know just like
1: like rather yeah, than beatdowns it was like breakdowns wasn't it if yeah. you know what I mean like the track yeah. It, yeah yeah it was like
0: it's almost like a I mean we just listened to Humble Hoax track the one you'll hear on the podcast and it is very sort of it's almost like a conveyor belt of riffs coming past yeah. you and you're like whoa You know. and the
1: same for the vocals as mm. well because like, Mark mm. is an amazing vocalist in his range you can go from one minute being like you know, you know, death growling to the next minute, being like really clean, yeah. but like on point.
0: His stage presence was always interesting as well. Yeah, you know, like t- he, he played the tortured soul on stage, I yeah, think, yeah, and yeah, he, yeah. Um, which was always good to watch, so yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And he was, um, like was very energetic running around and would even in like you yeah. know, even if it wasn't. Middle of summer, and we were in a greenhouse like the and bar even if it was freezing cold, he'd still be sweating his tits off.
0: Just barreling into the crowd. Yeah, 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 that was it. Yeah, he yeah.
1: definitely loved doing that. Just walk, he just uh, suddenly decided, Right, I'm going to just walk
0: straight through the middle of the crowd. I haven't seen um, a film like that for a while, actually. Yeah, yeah. I quite miss it, you know. Yeah, definitely, sort of, definitely. Almost like combated with the crowd, you know. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, gonna yeah. Almost listen force my way us. in. Yeah,
1: listen <laughs> to us. He'd make points sometimes as well, I think, like, of. Um, if he'd see, not like to be a dickhead and like those bands that kind of like, come on everybody jump up and like bands that get fed up because people aren't into it. People are definitely into it, but mm. he would almost make like a bee line if he saw like a couple or something talking at the back. And he'd go yeah. right, I'm going to go over to them. I'm going to play just to them. Make a, make it wasn't a, a way of going like fuck you, what are you talking for? It was go, <laughs> well, you're kind of having a chat and you're not really paying that so I'm just going to then just sing to you then. You're in the room. You're, um, you, wait, I'm just playing to you now <laughs> until you pay attention. Do you know what I mean, kind yeah. of thing or. Yeah know or just the camaraderie of like there'd be certain songs that we all kind of knew and that lot and where Mark could then just put the we'd be in the middle of the crowd put the speaker up and we'd all just do it that line together right. or something it's that kind of cool it's cool man it's
0: yeah that sparked off another memory of a team Tall show and I'm sure you'll know what I'm talking about straight away um, what were they called a ba- there was a band called Beecher who split up yeah okay. and Beecher were like almost like the Dillinger Escape Plan, um, complexity like really metal core, but yeah. like throwing about a million riffs and time signatures. They then split up, and most of the members formed this ridiculous band. Ridiculously what are they called? amazing, the Freezing Fog. The Freezing Fog. Indeed. And it was like stoner rock crossed with like Dio or something yeah. like that, which could sound. I mean, I think a lot of people. A lot of my friends didn't like them because they were like, "How can people from Beach be playing this?" Yeah, but, but it's like ultimately it, we, cheesy, oh. amazing music. Yeah, I loved it. We could maybe
1: play. Uh, I think we will. Crossing, crossing the Rubicon. the <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Exactly yeah um, Are you going to go where I think you're going to go with this? Yeah, there
0: was a Caspar gig. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Jay handed out. Plastic swords because all the songs were like very righteous kind of almost like fantasy metal stuff.
1: Yeah, we we basically went to Poundland uh, yeah. and picked up <laughs> about uh, fifteen twenty quids worth of plastic swords. Yeah,
0: I mean to see a, a crowd full of people just pumping swords at the ceiling <laughs> for, for the entire gig as well. It and wasn't sword even... fighting as well.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I remember having lots of scratches on. They me. must That's have thought, "What like.
0: the hell have we done here?" Like, yeah. I bet they remember that. You know that gig day, as well. Yeah. Me and
1: Stocky basically just. Because the lead singer did that thing again, like we were talking about, like what Mark would do, and um, for the crossing the Rubicon bit, like put the mic out to the audience, and I think I I just grabbed microphone off him and then Stocky got on stage <laughs> as well and we just finished that bit for <laughs> him and he just stood at centre because like, that. Was <laughs> like
0: it was one of those <laughs> romantic, like very sort of cheesy moments but yeah, I, it well sticks cheesy. in my head
1: well cheesy yeah. we turned into like uh, <laughs> 16 year olds at a Green Day gig again or something yeah. like that Basically. you know, I mean for like half an, an great hour great fun yeah, that, yeah. You
0: know, <laughs> yeah it's yeah, great I mean they they did an album I think and I think they did a split with Manatees they did um, Manatees
1: the have Christ stuff, yeah I should or, probably play a Manatees song yeah. at some point
0: but, uh, yeah, I think I'm going to speak to um, Alex about doing a podcast because yes. he's he's almost gone completely away he's, from metal now it's like
1: he's, he's just enveloped himself in music, based yeah, so yeah, it's great. Just, he runs a life. label
0: called um, Golden Ratio Frequencies. He's in a band called Nod. Yeah, um, he's done loads of projects with other people. So he does a lot of stuff with uh, modular synths now. Mm. So he makes his own kind of setups and drones, and he's he's very creative as a person. Is
1: he still Manchester based? He
0: is. Or yeah. Or he um he li- yeah. I think he lives with members of Nod, um, in, at yeah, the, yeah. Um, Islington Mill. Is Islington Mill. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, again, we were talking yeah, yeah. earlier about like how people have moved on and what they've gone on to do. I mean, yeah, some yeah. people have given up music completely. Some people have, you know, gone to Straight completely different yeah, yeah. genres and yeah, all yeah. sorts. So it's it's fascinating. This is yeah, probably yeah. a nostalgia trip, isn't it? Yeah, it is. But it, <laughs> it is. It is. I hope people are getting a, a, a well, little bit of it. Definitely, we're just reminiscing, like, in, in, yeah. but it's great,
1: and yeah. um, it, we, it's not it's not rare for us to to have conversations like this. Sometimes, yeah. like, quite like you know, like. And of it will come up, I would say, the majority of times that we meet. Yeah. About some of <laughs> oh, the, do you remember that? that yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well this reminds me of. Or a different bands. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, do you remember okay. that band? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Know, that one that you did it. Like, yeah. I, don't, I, don't I remember think not it was such build. an intense time though, wasn't yeah, 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 put yeah, so it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially the like I'd say two thousand and four to like two thousand and seven was the Yeah. I'd say and in the middle of that the kinda
0: of six to kinda no, like five to six, to like that. That was definitely the most busy was the time. Concentrated. It it's strange because it was happening at the same time that my band was getting quite busy and yeah. and like like labels were putting us out and stuff and yeah, yeah. went and tour a lot. And again, we we combined that touring with bringing back the bands that we really liked. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's you know, it,
1: yeah, and it's rare to be fair that I actually talk to you about flatlands because it's just we don't we don't like you know when we're together so that's like, uh, you know, something to talk about as well, because ones. I mean, obviously, I know it's hard, like, you know, you, you, you know, but um, we're a massive part, like a huge part of it as well up there still mm-hmm. as well, like with uh, Miramar and uh, all the rest of the bands we've kind of talked about and, you know, Brenda and Cassidy, and then it was like, huge part of the family as mm. well it? it's weird that it's true it's like because obviously it's you, you your band yeah you know, yeah. I think, band I think it, um,
0: yeah. I'm going to probably do a podcast with some of the members of Flatlands just to talk about it and how ridiculous it was yeah, yeah. but what I liked about that band was the fact that we could play nine hertz gigs with all these stoner rock bands or yeah, yeah. doom bands or very very heavy stuff but then we could easily slot into a team tall lineup. Yeah, yeah. And often we'd be playing one gig one week and another one like two weeks later. Well, that was
1: what I—that's another thing that I thought was great, and you guys did the same with Ironers. Is, is like I just, and um, just to, don't get me wrong—not too vastly different, but a more eclectic builds. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Just like you would have uh, Crystal Art, who were like a bass-driven, quite funky kind of like heavy, like heavy funky band kind of thing, aren't they? and then, mm. uh, uh, and then next bands. you'd have like a death metal band or a black metal band yeah. or a grind band or something you I've know?
0: always been about the mixed bills like yeah, I, yeah. I always reference a few that I saw when I first came to Sheffield and I just think it works I think you, you get yeah. a, a different group of people watching a different group of bands and it, it's healthy for well, everyone, that, everyone.
1: I, you know, I never succeeded in it but that was always something as well that I like. always was trying to force onto the scene I suppose was mm. there was always even though we're talking about a really diverse scene there were still divides, weren't they, to a degree like mm. people would only go to certain people's shows or just to punk shows or just metal shows and I always yeah. thought, used to think, why? Why can't it yeah. just all? Why yeah. can't it just be a you know
0: Yeah, I mean you know, I was, I used to dress, <laughs> I used to dress in a really particular way. I used mm. to wear shirts and jumpers. Yeah. For I don't know why. I just thought it looked good for some reason.
2: Barefoot uh, gigs.
0: But yeah, barefoot. But no, I'm with, playing, not just going to a gig. Yeah, yeah I used to, to, <laughs> like yeah, I used to take my shoes off on stage. I hate wearing yeah, yeah. shoes generally, but like, yeah, on stage it was always yeah. But then the top half was very formal, and the bottom half was like barefoot. So it was a, a bit of a divide. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, I used to go to punk shows and I used to get stared at. Yeah, Completely yeah. stared at because they were like, "Why aren't you in a black denim jacket and yeah? And why, where are you studs and your uh, yeah? Why are your, you in a brown Primark jumper? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. You know, but." I didn't care. I, I wouldn't enjoy just anything. Like I'd That's go to funny any game. Well, That's isn't it? it. Yeah. I mean, I've I've known really everybody. To accept anyone, us yeah. for being
1: different, but we don't yeah. want everybody different. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, sometimes goth, I bang my head against it. It's, it's, as well,
0: it's that old teenage goth thing, yeah, isn't yeah, it? It's yeah, like, yeah. Few, yeah, we're different, but we all look the same. Yeah, yeah. so, don't stereotype us while I stereotype you. Say? I think right, that yeah. was <laughs> that, that was almost like yeah. why I did it, I think. I yeah, probably, same. like went, Do you know what I'm gonna dress really ridiculously formally at this yeah, gig yeah, yeah, yeah. where everyone's gonna be in black T shirt, jeans, with a wallet chain, possibly with a beanie on, hoodies and whatever. Yeah. I was like, Do you know what, screw it, like I don't care. Yeah, same. Um I think Red Stars were the same, like mm. um they used to just wear like brightly coloured czech shirts and you know yeah if you
1: saw them on a band po- poster you could usually think they were an indie band or oh definitely you know what I mean, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. not that they dress like it, you know what i mean or they could you know could be in anything basically, yeah you know not a
0: stereotypical yeah metal looking band i yeah, mean if yeah, you yeah, saw yeah. a band full of people with long hair and black and shirts and t-shirts and yeah right you know you, you know you presume death black yeah whatever yeah doom maybe yeah yeah um Equally, if you see a, a band now in uh, denim jackets, what I find funny in the Stoner scene now is people dress like the genre, like they've got mm. like the denim jackets, the trucker hats, yeah, yeah, the um, bowling shirts and stuff like that. Which yeah. is fine, you know, if you want to do that, that's fine. Yeah, I don't yeah, okay. care, yeah, yeah. but it's just like I can immediately tell what your band's gonna yeah. sound like if you've dressed yeah, like yeah. that, or it's, if
1: you, yeah, or I immediately know what you're into, like you know, yeah. kind of thing, or
0: yeah what beer you might drink and <laughs> <laughs> what your interests might be outside of music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, fair play. You can do that. You can do what you want. I mean, um, oh, definitely. Yeah, we're not,
1: yeah. By the I way, th- we're not dicking
0: on these people. No, Let's no, that's fine. <laughs> you, you know, if you dress how you want to dress, um, but yeah, I, I find it funny that there was a black metal band about three or four years ago, I can't called now they're, they're really big now and they're really very good. And because they had short hair and they didn't put corpse paint on and they didn't have songs about Satan and stuff, everyone was like, oh, they must be National Socialists. They uh, must you be racist. About, um,
1: no. Death, no, they're not really the full on black Metal, are they? No, I no. They say Death Haven. They've got tinges of like, black metal.
0: But yeah, just, just because of the way they looked, yeah. they didn't mention anything about it yeah, yeah, that yeah, they got yeah, put yeah, into yeah, this yeah, yeah. Talk about pigeonhole. Music. About music, yeah. That's yeah. it, yeah. yeah. Just listen to the music. If it's good yeah, yeah. music, then you know. Yeah. Who cares? But you what know, they look like. They're always, yeah. There's always risks. I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Again, we've gone on a massive tangent here. We we'll were talking about the Humble Hoax. We were. <laughs> so should we listen to this? This song's called, um, what was it? S- SBC. SBC.
1: I don't know what it stands for, but I'm sure Bart would be able to tell us, but. We'll find out. We'll find out. <laughs> <laughs>
0: A track called Crossing the Rubicon um, we talked about that earlier and why that's so important to um, to this story but I think we're probably going to get on to probably one of the most important bands from Sheffield around this time we can't really talk about Sheffield from those years yeah. without talking about without
1: talking about more putting yeah definitely yeah.
0: Yeah. so the Miramar disaster but I think a lot of people listening will probably know this band anyway um, they sort of came together as a group of friends who were into sort of a Certain style of music and they went interstellar like really quickly, didn't they? Yeah, you know,
1: yeah, um, it was like uh, it was, yeah,
0: amazing proggy sort of stuff. Um, elements of Will Haven, Mastodon, uh, Neurosis, yeah, a um, bit of everything really, yeah, like well. basically all its members' tastes in yeah, this yeah, really yeah, amaz- yeah, 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 yeah. amazing band, yeah. yeah. Um, it, it was good and it was, uh, yeah, it was. Probably too short lived, as we've too probably way said. Too short-lived. Yeah, yeah, before just... everyone knows who knows them. Like, obviously, Mourn's their loss, really, because I think they, they did an album very quickly. They did um, touring very quickly, and then it all kind of went wrong at some point. But um, we won't go into that because that's not really our business. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, but it's the band that could have been definitely. That's I suppose. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <And> this <laughs> so this album still stands up now, you know. It
1: does, but, um, and you can listen to it. It's on Spotify still through like Undegroove as
0: well yeah. that, like, uh, that's, that's a good thing I think because they, they got this out on Undergroove Records which was um, a very sort of popular British label for about 10 years I guess, they put yeah, out yeah, loads yeah, of really yeah. interesting stuff, Three Stages of Pain were on there. Yeah 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 and
1: uh, they, they, um, from, they did like distro for a lot of kind of like American, well not a lot but a few American bands and stuff yeah. like Minus the bear I think with their UK yeah. label yeah. weren't they? And, um,
0: All sorts of bands, G Medicine were on there. We were Charger on Charger, yeah, definitely. Uh, Eden Main, yeah, Eden Main. So yeah, these these are all sort of big names at at the time, and I I think they had a really good ear. That label had a really good ear for like interesting extreme music, but then also like um, wow, really interesting stuff. So I think they did an I think they might have had something to do with Pale Horse and Red Stars yeah. And, and Yeah, Tables, Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Well, I mean, I never ever met the guy, but I always remember um, the Mirror War guys always talking about, uh, as well as Pete Spivey, which is another story, about yeah. a guy called uh, Darren Sadler. Yes. That uh, Sadler. ran Rock so, Sound Records, basically. Uh, and he ran In the group Records as well. And well, mm-hmm. it was his, I suppose. I don't know his background. I don't know whether he was in some of the whether he was in bands himself or anything like that. But he was definitely from the bits I did hear and what I got. Like and obviously that's why he started Ross. Sound but really keyed into the scene worldwide. Yeah. Not like I think he, just he, he like used um, his UK scene. Obviously, sported that massively. But
2: yeah,
0: I think he just used his connections to sort yeah of yeah. bring a lot of interesting bands to the fore and uh, yeah Miramar were one of them. So. Yeah. um yeah, I mean, Miramar sort of took over Sheffield for a, a long time um, because everyone knew who they were. They, they were made up of a lot of people from bands that had formerly done very well in in Sheffield, um, but yeah. it was just like I think the right members at the right time coming together yeah, and making Kings this. Kelly, yeah, yeah. Very well, I mean, the, the stories
1: that like you know like it was so like I mean, Dean and Frank, and I don't know all the members, but they were in a band called Two Star Rival. Yeah. And they were, God, there's a photo on Corp, obviously, we can't, uh, not on Corp, uh, from Corp, I think, but it was on Facebook from them doing that on and They look like they're about 15 or something. Yeah. They're not, they're a bit older, they're about yeah. eight, 18 or something, I think. But, <laughs> um, yeah, and then they somehow, I don't know the full story, but somehow got, they have met Slamo somehow, basically, me mm. and Scott, um, who was at the time like the kind of in house. Promoter for uh, a corporation nightclub and booked a lot of bands and was the reason why a lot of bands like ISIS Converge, um, minus the bear, um, cave in, like to go on and on and on and on. <laughs> actually, came Sheffield kind of thing. You know yeah, what I mean? But you yeah. ended up get, getting with them.
0: And I think Mo drummed for that band. He did. Yeah, and they
1: got him as a drummer and they kind of got him involved for a little bit, but it wasn't. I think I did see him, I can't remember though, like, but it was just really
0: cheesy, kind of like, you know, he popped up kind of stuff. Yeah, like I, I mean, things, they they talk about that band in almost humorous terms. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah it's always a bit of a laugh, like, like, yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. it's always a
1: bit of a, like, everybody has a little chortle, and a little of you, but then that, I suppose, then progressed into them meeting, kind of like, uh, Nicky yeah. got involved through them knowing him, because he was working at Corporation Nightclub at the time, as well, I was working there at the time as well, but, like, yeah, like, the kind of, like, early noughties. Um
0: and obviously Stocky on both. And then
1: Stocky I think he got involved with some of the stories rightly of just kind of knowing that those guys were kind of all doing something, being really well I think yeah, they like li- they they really used to live together, Stocky and Sloma as well mm. years ago and uh don't think they were at the time actually, but they did years ago. Um and uh he just started showing up some practices, I think, Stocky. Mm. And then, like, turned up one day with part a, a vocal PA or something, I think, or mm. something like that, the mic, and just started
0: making noises. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it,
1: I don't think they, it was just then was a part of the band. I suppose I think mm. that's if they might, they might crack this, and there's probably more to it. But I think that is the base, yeah. of how they kind of like formed and got together. I think
0: what, what we were all very impressed with with Miramar was their energy on stage their yeah. determination yeah. to, to be side yeah. and be touring and, yeah. and everything yeah. Yeah, yeah. they had, they yeah. had ambitions above being the biggest band in Sheffield, yeah definitely
1: but it didn't I compromise mean, the music either no it's not why. like by saying that it means that they made their music more accessible to make it they just put everything into it like mm. it was okay like so I was working as promoter at Corp and Stocky was the DJ there and I don't know what they were doing at the time actually but D, I think Dean was working for um that music shop, which oh yeah, richer sounds. sounds. No, no, not Richard sounds. Um, something like the that. The guitar one, whatever it is. But he was working at a guitar <laughs> shop. Uh, and Frank, I'm not sure what he was doing. But yeah, you know, they all had the things. But it was like it was like they were doing that to yeah feed the band and yeah. that was that was They're it. Very know?
0: very determined. And I yeah think, yeah yeah. But the thing is, their music was very interesting. It was like a sort of almost taking the most. um not popular parts but like the most interesting the parts ca- of all their favourite bands yeah they ca- right. just make it into this yeah, very yeah, unique yeah, 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 sound yeah. very good and having
1: it's own thing as well but they I do like you know you can tell the influences with them but they had their own sound as well definitely what, and that's what I suppose makes a band catchy and like people notice them because it's like well I know I like this because it's like a load of the shit that I listen to and stuff but it's mm. got it's own thing as well do you know what I mean and like that's yeah, that's kind of like what they managed to uh, manage to do with a good combination of, uh, of 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 that that
0: group of five. Yeah. Uh, I think think this album. I think they did a demo with about three songs on before they yeah. did the album, the self titled album, Underground. Yeah. and those those songs appear on the album as well. Yeah, I can't and remember I, what songs it was off the album. I think it was like Lockheed's, uh, the Ballad of John Madden, and, yeah. and something else.
1: The, yeah. Ballad of John Madden or but, it was about them <clears> playing uh, John Madden the game yeah. and they're stuck in slow and yeah, together <laughs> like. so
0: this is like talk about real life yeah, like yeah. singing about real life yeah, but yeah. like um, Lockheed's was almost like their radio hit if you're going to sort of yeah. say a song they remembered for still that is that is the one yeah, that people think yeah, of isn't it yeah. I mean we used to it was a joke after a while because there's a certain riff in that song and we we always used to shout for Play <laughs> the, the riff goes dick <clears throat> yeah. So, yeah. I'm I'm gonna vote to play that song. Because it's like yeah, yeah. That, yeah. It's like we, it showcases we, the. We were saying best.
1: before we started this next section that we were gonna make the discussion about um, which tracks. Which tracks? We can probably have a talk about a few of the tracks, but I think we don't need yeah. to do that now. That's I mean, it's a fantastic record. record.
0: Like it, it and it sounds. What I love about that one is it sounds like an album. It, it logically goes from one song to another. Yeah. It's not as if they yeah, go, yeah, 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 here's yeah. eight of our best songs randomly put yeah, together. Yeah, yeah. It's like it, it moves through a yeah. phasing something. Yeah, it does really
1: it, 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 it does work well together. Yeah. It's, don't get me wrong, it's not a conceptual album where the whole thing plays no. into one another, but the, the way they've, they've ordered the tracks. Like, the production really just, is fantastic yeah.
0: as well. I can't remember who produced it or uh, it where was, they went uh, it. Was just a
1: mixture of things, like, because they recorded it, well, they recorded it with. That guy who was in Stagworks on John Street that did like, I think he did like the Arctic Monkeys album as oh, well. Um, oh, yeah. Is his name Darren. Darren something or I
2: can't he remember. He did the Arctic... Arct- I know who you mean. He did a few, yeah. He's done a few
1: notable people, you know yeah. what I mean, and they yeah. went with him and they recorded it like live. Alan... Alan...
0: something. Something.
1: This is, <laughs> this is, this is amazing research going on. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Uh, we know what we're talking about, honestly. Yeah, oh, I, I, remember yeah to, right. I remember
0: going to interview them, and it was in a tiny little room, not much bigger than the room we're in now. Yeah, so I think maybe it was in 10 a by 10 foot. Yeah, yeah. like, you know. yeah. Did
1: you guys record it? No, no right, but um,
0: right. I remember going to interview them as they were recording and Stocky was doing right. his vocals for a few tracks. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. 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 But they recorded it live in there, like, uh, like, yeah, like. The they knew what they were doing like as well. Yeah, yeah. They knew exactly what they were doing. And then the start, they
1: so. mixed it all up. Where I was living at the time with a guy called Darren Gardner, mm. who uh, in the 90s was, you know, and early 2000s was like, a, and still known by many people, I suppose, like, but a lot of people listen to this probably don't know, but he was in a, thing, uh, in a band called Elfin, who mm. um, back in the 90s, he used to, you know, they play like Blastonbury and mm. all sorts of mm. shit, and he was like a guitarist and uh, he had a really sick setup, was really OCD about stuff. Didn't would never really done anything like that before, to be fair, so he took quite a bit of a punt on it, mm. really. Uh, and there are a lot of bits you can see that could be better, you know what I mean, and stuff, but he mixed it. Mm. Uh, they were round up with, basically, mixing. Uh, Woolly and another housemate there had a projector, and we just played bloody uh, Roadburn, uh, or rush, road What was that, the game where you run people off the road? You drive yeah, and road Rush. rush. Road rash. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, we, we're playing that, but no burnout. I'm on about sorry burnout. Not with the cars, not the really old school road. <laughs> I'm trying I'm on about like the PlayStation. 1 oh okay, and, yeah. and you knock them off yeah. at that point because we're playing that recording for about two weeks or something, and then it went to I think it says on here. Uh, they sent it to, I think it was I think they sent it to Kurt Blue to be. Um, That's probably likely. To be. Uh,
0: he finished off so yeah he like was he was no. doing a lot of stuff around then wasn't he I yeah, mean, yeah yeah we yeah, sent yeah. the Flatlands record to James Plotkin, I think or someone like that yeah, yeah yeah I know it was Nick Zampiello so it was like yeah I mean you, these these amazing producers that you su- sort of see everywhere on people's records you could just access if you had like a few hundred quid you could actually access these people and get some really amazing yeah, yeah, stuff yeah. done so yeah 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 so amazing.
1: yeah that was it it was it says on here recorded by Alan Smythe at 2Fly Studios Mixed at uh, with with Wim Studios, which was basically our house. Uh, <laughs> uh, mastered by Jesse Bakers at Westside Music, New York.
2: Yeah.
0: So yeah, they went they went all out for this, I think, didn't they? Yeah. And you know the live shows, um, I think. Are 10 times better than the record, and the record's pretty damn good anyway. Yeah, the record's know. wicked. I some mean, of those, like shows, you say, they, you they,
1: they did go full out, like you know, like the local Sheffield guy, Dan Flander, and all the artwork. Yeah, you know, they had like uh, Adam Park and a close friend of theirs who was in Woman and His Bond of Us as well and used to be in Nailstorm with Slow back yep. in the day. Yeah, um, doing some guest vocals, you know, like and, and it was all the production as well was all out, but it was also all about Sheffield at the same time, you yeah. know what I mean, like, yeah, uh, which is. Why they had such a really good Sheffield fan base as well? Yeah. If
0: you know what I mean? Because it was. I mean, they they just carried on getting the same amount of people to their gigs as well in yeah, Sheffield, yeah, no yeah. matter how how long they went. Yeah. Um, I
1: remember the tram lines.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember several the first cor- one. corporation gigs where yeah, yeah. they just almost blew established American bands yeah, yeah. off the stage. Yeah, 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 and it was yeah, like, yeah. whoa, something's happening here. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think we should probably just list to it because yeah, it definitely. probably speaks for itself, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a great song. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, just like shout out to Stocky and Slow and all the rest and of them. And, like,
1: like, and Dean and Frank and those guys it. for doing what they did. Yeah, great, great great memories and yeah, 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 great and tunes and that, and that we've yeah. still got. So, yeah. yeah. Cool. If Lockheed's could speak. <laughs>
3: See?
0: yeah that was uh, If Lockheed Could Speak by Miramar Disaster um, we're going to close with a song by um, a Sheffield band that's long gone um, but we both I think wanted to play this one yeah because um, it's great and they, they never really got the recognition they deserved either they yeah. probably they probably sort of tell us to shut up if we ever said that to them but uh, Corleone um, yeah. who uh, existed for probably about five years um Probably maybe longer. that's
1: the same window again I
0: think wasn't it maybe a bit yeah. earlier like 2003 2004 maybe they started but basically I like, describe them as almost like a post-rock inspired band but mm. like very vocal centred mm. so Tom the lead singer we talk about him he, he pops up now and again at festivals and Things like that, doing sort of tour managing and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You
1: think he's got like some bands and stuff and he was a bit of that. and Yeah, and does a little bit of photography occasionally. I yeah. Think, and that as well. Very talented photographer, yeah. isn't he? Yeah, so yeah, yeah.
0: I think he actually took the photo that's on the front of the EP that we're playing this song of.
1: Yeah, potentially, I think so,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah it's like a, a cityscape.
1: Yeah, I think is actually,
0: you had that... Um, was it at the side there? So we've got a single version here which is kind of like a graffiti thing. Yeah. But I know I've got a, a demo um, with with sort of like a cityscape, it's kind of like a, a bunch of flats, it might be Park Hill um, flats uh, right. but I'm not sure a bit similar to like the <coughs> Brenda yeah, the Jay's <laughs> holding <laughs> up a picture of some flats that look like they're in a state of disrepair or something yeah it looks or like a Brenda a or, <laughs> or, or, or
1: something
0: but what what I always liked about this band was they they played seemingly like quite simple music but they'd build up yeah. with his voice in particular the songs are centered around it did his build build style. It, it's just
1: massive kind of ball of energy, it, it like didn't it? Like it was yeah. powerful. Yeah. I always found it really powerful. I always yeah. used to love watching them. Yeah. Like Tom's voice, where he doesn't talk like that, but it was unique. Like and it worked really well. He almost uh, it's like he almost gave himself purposely a little speech impediment on his yeah. on his vocals Yeah, like a break in his voice. Yeah, like a break in it, but it was yeah, it was it was really good. Mm. And there was a certain as much as it. As much as like you were saying, like it was a bit cleaner and all that kind of stuff, there was like a certain rawness to it mm-hmm. as well. though, weren't there, that like worked really
0: well. It's I very thought. emotional, yeah, yeah. Music. But um, I think what what I think is is the real shame about this band is that I don't think they really played outside Sheffield. No, they never got to show anyone else. Few, how think, good they yeah, were, yeah.
1: So. I mean, I think they like uh, Tom, not loads, probably not as many as we did, but he would occasionally put the odd gig on as well in Sheffield, wouldn't he? Yeah. And like. Um, uh, you know like we were talking about uh, Josh T. Pearson, he was the first person yeah. to bring Josh T. Pearson to Sheffield yeah. so I think just through his being into the kind of like more like the like more avant-garde side of things kind of thing was the, net, the people he would network with, we would get mm. the occasional person going oh do you know anybody
0: who can put this on in Sheffield, he'd just be like bugger it I'll do it I'm pretty sure, is that Josh T. Pearson gig, is that the one that he did at the Cricketers?
1: It's the one he did at the Cricketers where he sat on the table Yes, and he, he had a microphone, microphone strapped to his to his foot. That's it. Yeah, it, it, it was, was like, so warm that day. It was because the whole yeah. place was really, really full. Because um, uh, it brought a massive pull. Obviously, because I don't think Josh had done much yet as a solo thing. But everybody obviously come from his previous bands, uh, yeah. a lift to experience. Yeah, that right? yeah, and like, um, and uh, that made it because they're like a cult cool band kind of thing. Yeah, I mean the front, they were like, massive. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Radio 1 territory sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And, uh, and then um, he just kind of in his eccentric way was just like, I can't see anybody because he'd sit down on a chair, do you know what I mean, to play solo mm. acoustic stuff. So it be just this really rickety small and It's like a little school desk, just yeah. those, like square tables, isn't it, like <laughs> a metre by a metre square or yeah. something.
0: Just to sort of paint a scene, so the Cricket's Arms we talked about earlier, um, but the Room up there before they decorated it was literally like a chintzy carpet, like a living room, weren't yeah. it? Yeah, like your mum's living room. Exactly. But we With like the furniture, <laughs> the furniture was, the furniture <laughs> was just like the, like imagine the the sort of cheapest working men's oh. club you've been in. And it was all yeah. like there was, there was like a better sort of soft bench on one side, yeah. N- I don't think
1: there was, there, there was to begin with, and they, they got rid
0: of it. All oh, right, and then there was like, yeah, like you say, rickety tables, rickety yeah, yeah, chairs. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. Talking about the furniture in there, though, and this is going on in a little bit of a tangent, <laughs> we should have talked about it earlier, but I'm
0: glad that it Pubs it's, that are arms around anymore are in the furniture, it, <laughs> it? No, it,
1: it's, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 man. I really like the fabric now, um, <laughs> like, um. Well, we were talking about Sunshine and those guys earlier, and there was a time when we put, you'll remember it, and it was the most amazing thing I think I ever experienced in that time. Um, And uh, we put Brenda on, and I think someone had bailed on them the next day. Um, So they were like, well, we're stuck. Like, are we cool to stay here? And it's like, do you reckon you can sort anything out really last minute? So we just did like this Cricketer's yeah, Cricketer's free, literally the gig was organized while Brenda were setting up to play the gig that we'd actually booked them for that night. Yeah, sunshine and Brenda. We
0: maybe did a little bit of a Crash and early type thing with we that. Did. That might be
1: the yeah. one that I electric. That might be the show that it I actually
0: be. did. It did it on a thing. Well, we actually talked about this on the last podcast with Ross because you? that was the gig where his amp or one of their amps yeah, yeah, went yeah, yeah, on yeah, fire. Yeah, 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 But yeah, he said like he remembers like scenes of just people like smashing drums to but pieces. It went
1: full on tribal. Everybody just went into primitive mode. Yeah, There was like thirty people in the room that its uh, minds were all in it exactly the same place Yeah. yeah. and, the, and the, it was started by Sunshine Republic basically not having a drummer and putting all their drum kit and pieces in a line down the yeah. middle of the room yeah. and everybody could just have a go and I remember Stocky there with a walking stick just whacking a big massive like kick drum you know what I mean. It's like and where
0: did that walking stick come from? Yeah. Like, did was, someone bring it? Yeah the, <laughs> singer,
1: the singer had a chain with cymbals on the floor just crashing yeah. these symbols on the floor yeah. and, the, and that's where the furniture bit came into it and that's why it reminded me is because I remember me and Dave Ive being there, there was like a stool that had got destroyed and we literally just had some of the legs from this stool just banging them together and like hitting them off other things and symbols and stuff. And I just
0: remember it feeling quite dangerous. Yeah, it was mental, it was mental, it was like just, uh, yeah, complete lack of, uh, like just not giving a shit, yeah. Just like, yeah. I mean, that, that place saw so many different gigs happen. Yeah. You know, if Walls could speak, I mean, that's a flat now, that room is a flat, so I right. lives in that so <laughs> Yeah. Someone sleeps, eats, goes sl- sl- to the toilet in that room. Yeah, yeah. It, which is insane because, you know, we used to fill it full of. it's probably about 100 capacity at most, wasn't it? If you, if you really. And you'd be like. You'd be, you'd, be, you'd be pushing them in with your foot when yeah. you trying the thing and shutting the door behind. I mean, I've, I've, I've seen fantastic gigs there when there's only been like five people. Yes. I saw, in fact, me, Slow Mo, and Adam from One Man on His Bundle saw the first Sheffield Rollo Tomasi gig in there. And right. we were the only people there. At all because right. I've talked to um, the guys in Bodyhound who used to be in Demacia, yeah, 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 and they said we remember that clearly because like we were so excited to be in Sheffield and yeah, yeah, James yeah, and yeah. Eva were like really excited to be in Critters Yeah, 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 because they yeah, knew it was a DIY yeah, place Yeah, 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 and uh, yeah we remember that really clearly and then they came back I think I don't know if I'm getting this wrong but they came back with Trencher. Yeah, and that, that gig was rammed because me and Slow yeah, and everyone and told trencher, them like, I think I've got um, like a 10 inch or something from that, yeah, tr- a trench 10 inch, like from that gig, I think, or something like that. Trench were one of those bands that put things out on everything, yeah, so yeah. it's like a key, uh, sort of synth based band, yeah, yeah. Um, there's a three inch vinyl somewhere <laughs> that I've got, I think, <laughs> or two inches, it's, it's like it's almost pointless. I yeah. couldn't get my old record player to, to recognize it was actually a record. I well, thought no, this is too small. It just used to click just off. Click off and come back around yeah. again, like, yeah, So yeah. I think I only listened to it recently, and it is literally like a minute, a minute long of like, like, <laughs> keyboard noise and. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, pretty pretty far away from what we originally talked about, which is called. Cool, you know, yeah, like, sorry, but yeah, just yeah, reminded me that it needed yeah.
1: to it needed to come in before we. An end
0: to it, so. no, that's cool. Like, I think cool. I'm gonna do a podcast with um, Mike from Corleone because I've, I've worked with him for a long yes. time. Yes, I knew that was And time. his yeah. um, his music taste has, has actually informed quite a lot of mine. So yeah, yeah. I don't think he knows that really, because he, he just yeah, sort good. of gave me a load of DVDs full of jazz and very strange experimental music. There's uh, the sounds of Sheffield there. It's <laughs> yeah. like someone screeching around the corner on Walkley Road. Indeed, um, it was very steep. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah he yeah he um, he had an amazing taste in music and I think that came out with his guitar playing lots of pedals, lots of delay and things like that. So um I think yeah this is almost like sort of paying tribute to a band that never really got out of Sheffield, yeah. really. But it's, were um, really a big part of it though, like weren't they? Like, you know, yeah. you know and also it's it's a good point to make, um the Audacious Art Experiment, the Audacious, Audacious Art Space uh, however, on um, Harwood Street, which is uh, again right by the cricketers, is a DIY space that's used like um, by tons of touring bands. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Uh, my uh, promotions with Ari um, made um, that's pretty much the home of made. Mm. Um, there's loads of other bands that are based there. There's like club nights that go on till six in the morning. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. They have a, a, a real, a real big plethora of different things going on there from yeah. lots of different promoters. Across,
0: across Sheffield, yeah, yeah so definitely a place to seek out if you're into unusual music, but um, the point I'm trying to make is um, Corleone, it used to be their the practice pra- space.
1: I had a feeling that you were going to say that. Yeah, 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 so
0: they had like a, com- a control room to themselves, they had like a bit of a lounge and kitchen area and then they had a big live room. Hmm. Um, and there's still some uh, plug sockets with Corleone written on them, <laughs> you know, like extension leads yeah, and yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. microphone cables with yeah, yeah, Corleone. Yeah. So it's like a, the ghost of Cole sort of. lives in Audacious. <laughs> it does, it <laughs> does. I think like people always I think it, people from Audacious always go like who Who's who were happened? this band? Yeah, like why did they have so many plug sockets? Like <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So um yeah, it's an interesting fact from the past there. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I think we could just go end with this. It's um, a song called Crude Black Millions. Um it's about four True. and a half minutes of awesome. Yeah, absolutely beautiful. Yeah. beautiful tune. But yeah, cheers for speaking to me, Jay. it yeah, awesome, as, as usual. Yeah, thanks for having me. It Feels just, like a chat that we normally have anyway. Could, but yeah, <laughs> it's just like we
1: decided to put a microphone in front of us at the pub having a pint, you know what I mean? That's basically, it. and then yeah. reminiscing about old times.
0: So I hope people are listening have, uh, have enjoyed it, because we've certainly had a great time this afternoon, just yeah, yeah, uh, looking yeah. back on Definitely. It's been, quite yeah. an interesting time. It's been good, yeah, to do it,
1: and also just to catch up again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: that's it. Cool. Well, enjoy. Cheers.